is a message produced by Shalom Christian Fellowship in Ireland to bless the body of Christ. Grace and peace, people of God. God has given me some guidance on what to preach and teach to the church at the beginning of this new year. My last two messages were about fasting and prayer. And today I have a new message from God's heart to your heart. And today I'm going to preach about the most important of the commandments and the most important weapon in transforming our lives and the world. And today's message is the power of love. And I want to start with a question. How excited would you be if you knew that together you could re have a real impact on our neighborhood? We could impact Monaghan, we could impact Ireland, we could impact nations. Would you be excited? Yes or no? I'm now I'm now I'm going to show to you now how can be done through the scripture. I'm not saying that every single person will get saved, but I am talking about a way that all these people being touched by the testimony of Jesus in a real and a, and a powerful way. And I'm going to show you that Jesus himself explained how could we do it. And I want to start reading the, our first verse, the book of John, chapter 13. We are going to read verse 34 and 35. And if you have your Bible, you can open or you can follow me. That says, A new commandment, Petition, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. I'm going to repeat the end again. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Beloved brothers, it's very simple. Here Jesus, Jesus said, All will know that you are my disciples. You can confront anyone and everyone with this testimony of love or the testimony of Jesus. I'm not saying that they will all be saved. But everybody can be confronted by the love of Jesus or the testimony of Jesus. Or Jesus said, by this all will know that you are my disciples. Or wherever you go, wherever you are, all will know that you are my disciples. They will be confronted by the reality of 
Jesus. Hallelujah. But how and by what will everybody know that you are Jesus' disciples? Here are questions. And the answer is very simple. Jesus said, by this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Here is the reality that the people around you will be confronted by the fact that you are believers of the Lord Jesus. It doesn't say that all will be converted, but all will be confronted by the love of God. And I believe that we, we have one obligation to confront the whole world with the testimony of Jesus. Because Jesus said, go into all of the world and proclaim the gospel. How will everyone know that you are my disciples if you love one another? Hallelujah. How we need to love others. I want to start by saying something very simple to you. Love is not a choice. Love is a commandment. Jesus said, I'm not making a suggestion or I'm not giving you a recommendation. Jesus said, I'm giving you a commandment. Love one another. How are we to love one another? In the same way that Jesus loved us. That is, in in a selfless, giving manner, seeking first the good of others. This is how we should love. Jesus said, if you would only have that kind of love, the whole world will sit up and take notice because they don't ever see it. Yes, the world doesn't know what is love and they never saw it. How the world see is self-seeking, self-interest, egotistic, egotistic people are all around them, but you can reverse the whole scenario by demonstrating the love of God. Bear in mind that is not one option, my beloved brothers. It's not a recommendation. It's not a suggestion. Jesus said it is a new commandment to you. If we don't do it, I'm sorry, but we are disobedient. And we have two options. We can either love one another the way Jesus loved us and obey his commandments, or we can fail to love one another and be disobedient. But remember, this is not a suggestion, okay? It's not a recommendation. Jesus said very clearly, it is a commandment. He said it, it was the new commandment. And if you, if you are a Bible reader, 
you are going to see that people from the Old Testament knew the Ten Commandments. But I believe that this new commandment, it encompasses all the other Ten Commandments. If you do this one, then we are keeping all the other commandments. And Jesus said, by this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. There is no option, my beloved brothers, as to the kind of love. It's not self-seeking, not self-gratifying love. It's a self-giving love, a love that lays down its life for others. This is a, a, a kind of life that you have to live, to serve others. This is the love of Jesus. It may seem very simple, this word I am teaching, very basic, but I can see that it's not practiced by many Christians. If you were to ask most people in Ireland what are their impressions of Christian church today, they will not speak in terms of love. That is not the way the world sees us, the church today. They see us as religious people. People with a set of rules, uh, people who, who meet inside old buildings where they will never want to set their foot because they never been, they never have been confronted with the love of Christ or the real testimony of Christ. I think history proves what I am talking to you because the primitive Christian church, the first church in the book of Acts, was a strong church that grew under persecution. How? By loving one another. They were from different backgrounds, different races, very different social level. Some of them were slaves and some of them were rich, but they loved one another and they impacted the whole Roman Empire in that time. And Jesus said, by this, all will know that you are my disciple if you have love for one another. My beloved brother, this is not something impossible. It's something that we can all do. If we don't do it, we are failing as the body of Christ on earth. This is the most important commandment. And are we doing it? Are you doing it? Are we confronting the world with the love of Christ, with this testimony? Can people from Ireland say the same about us, as they said about the first century church, how they loved one another? By this, 
by love all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another the kind of love I am speaking about it it's really not one emotion people they they, they get excited about emotions but the love the Bible talks is not an emotion of my beloved brothers it's a decision it's a decision that you you have to take it for example the book of Psalms 18 verse 1 that says I will love you Lord oh Lord with my strength all my strength this is David's words it's not an emotional it's a decision he said I will love you Lord my strength or David made a decision have you ever made that decision have you ever decided that you will love the Lord with everything that you have everything I have is his I will hold nothing back whatever he asks me to do I will do it I have decided to love the Lord I made this decision and it's not one emotion it is a decision I have made it and I am not saying to you like boast, boasting I am speaking the truth I have decided I love the Lord with all my heart my soul, mind and strength why? because he is worthy he has done everything for me and at the least I can do is to love him and it's not painful it may be costly at times but it's not painful to love the Lord as example I, I am married to Fabiana for 32 years and I love her so much so much and I, I need to confess to you it's not painful to love her did you know <laughs> sometimes cost me a lot mainly when she goes to the hairdresser <laughs> but because I because I love because she, because she spends a lot when she goes to the hairdresser but because I love her I am happy to invest in her life why? because I love her then it's not painful then love is a decision and it's a much deeper than superficial emotions and sweet words it's a personal and individual decision I will love you and I want to read another verse John 4 first John first John chapter 4 verse 7 and verse 8 that says beloved let us love one another for love is of God wow powerful verse and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God he who does not love does not know God wow for love for God is love the kind of love that John is speaking here about is also a decision but it's a corporate decision 
He said, let us love one another. Could you imagine what would happen if this whole congregation or our the whole church made the decision to love one another, to love their neighbor, to love their co-workers, to love even their enemies. Because the scripture says, everyone who loves is born of God. Everyone who loves is born of God. It's very simple. It means that there is a kind of love that can only come through being born again. If you ever encounter that kind of love, my beloved brother, if you find this love in anybody, you know that that person is born again. It also means that if you don't have this kind of love, it's questionable, whatever, if you are really born again. You are born again, my beloved, not because you are baptized in the water, in the church, or because you are part of a church. It's Jesus said, and also Paul the Apostle said, it's because you love one another. Who loves is born of God. You cannot have this kind of love unless you are born of God. But if you are born of God, the evidence should be that kind of love. Everyone who loves is born of God. Could you say that? Everyone who loves is born of God. And I want to read 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23. That says, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love, of brethren, of the brethren, love one another. Pay attention here. Love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Have a question. Do you want to be poor? If you want, obey the truth. Your soul is purified by obeying the truth continually. This is what we read. How many of you agree that we need to be purified? This is the way to do it, my beloved, by obeying the truth. Not by knowing the truth, but by obeying it. And, and the verse we read said, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Do you love your fellow believers fervently and passionately? Do you love your neighbors? Do you love your friends passionately, fervently? How much passion is in your faith? Because faith is something passionating. You know, love one another fervently. 
And now I will tell you how you can do that. How? By being born again. How is it possible to have that kind of love? The only way is by being born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Hallelujah. But the other side, I have seen people who say they are born again, but they are not even part of the church. They don't love others. They don't go to pray meetings. They don't go to the service. They go, they have no commitment with the body of Christ. And they say, oh, I am born again. I'm sorry. I, I'm not sure about this kind of people. I have no reason to believe that they are really being born again. Where is the evidence? And I want to talk now about the perfect law of liberty and the, and the royal law. And I want to read two verses. First, James 1, 25 and James 2, 8. James 1, 25 says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. James 2.8 now. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. Beloved brothers and sisters, this law, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, it has two names in the scripture. It's called the perfect law of liberty and the royal law. It is the perfect law because it includes all the other laws in one. Because when you follow it, you are obeying all the other laws. When you obey the law, of, the commandment of love, you are obeying all the Ten Commandments and all the commandments in the Bible. And also, it is the royal law or the kingly law because in it there is a freedom. And, and please listen what I'm going to say to you now. No one can stop you from loving. If you have made up your mind to love, no one can stop you. They can say all sorts of hard things against you and about you. They can treat you in a very miserable way, but they cannot stop you loving. It is it is that right or not? Do you agree with me? Because it's the, it is the perfect law of liberty. Because it contains all the other laws. When you really love your neighbor, neighbor fervently, with a pure heart, 
you, you keep all the commandments. And who is totally free? Who? The person who loves. And nobody can stop you. The perfect example of that what I'm speaking is our Lord and Master Jesus. Because they did everything to him. They beat him, they pierced his hands and feet, they put a crown of thorns in his head, they gave him vinegar, they abused him. But one thing they could not do, what was it? They could not stop him from loving. Jesus loved them to the end. When Jesus was at the cross in pain, Jesus looked at them what Jesus did. He prayed for those who, who, who was mocking him. Crucifying him, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they are doing. Can you imagine? He was in pain, and because he loved them, he prayed for them. Wow. And if, he, if you love with, with, with that kind of love, nobody can stop you. It's the perfect law of liberty. You are the only real free person on earth because no one can stop you doing what you want to do. Isn't that wonderful? Wow, for me it's so wonderful. No one can stop you. That's why it's called the perfect law of liberty. And now I want to read another verse that show how Jesus was moved. Mark chapter 1 verse 40 to 42. That says, Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, then Jesus moved with compassion, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. Beloved brothers, Jesus was moved by compassion. Jesus was moved by compassion. And I have a question. What moves you? What moves me? What prompts my action? Am I really moved by compassion? Or am I moved by personal ambition? Self-seeking desires to get my own way? Or wish, or wish to be applauded by others? The, the will to be on the top, or maybe we want to be on the top or to be recognized by others. What is moving you, my beloved brothers? I need to confess one thing to you. I born again 37 years ago. I am pastor for 22 years. 
I am missionary in Ireland for 14 years and I have come to the conclusion to one conclusion that the greatest single problem in the church today is personal ambition personal ambition and I want to read a verse that how should we be moved Philippians 2 1 that says therefore if there is any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, and any affection of mercy, beloved brothers, those are powerful words, and they are not superficial feelings, right? And I want to read now verse verse 2 and 3 Philippians 2 2 and 3 fulfill my joy by being like minded look how we should live being like minded having the same love being in of one accord of one mind let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Wow, this is a powerful verse. But what I see is so much personal ambition in the church. And Paul the Apostle said, cut it out of your life, that nothing may be done through personal ambition. And what are we to be moved by? What? Beloved brothers, we should be moved by love and compassion. So I'm going to ask you again, by what are you moved? What motivates you? What prompts you to do the things that you do? To speak the words that you speak? To relate to people the way that you do? Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and everyone who loves is born of God and know God. Is that really what is motivating you? Is it the love of God? Is it compassion? Do you know why I am here today? Why I am a pastor, I am in Ireland, because I was once loved. This is the reason. Years ago, I was lost. And, and then someone, my blood brothers, who had once been born again, he loved me. I needed to confess to you, I knew Christ not by words, but by love. I was really loved 
I was lost and no one came to me accusing me the way that I was living. No one came to me like and say, you are wrong, you are going to hell. The, I met a group of people, they only loved me. Or they became my friends. They listened to me. They helped me. I remember very well in that time. I was unemployed when I born again. I had no money. And my life was a mess. But then, then they, they invited me to go to church. And they said to me, I said, oh, no, I cannot go. I said, no, no, I'm going to go to your house. I, I give you a lift. I said, okay, I go. Then I go. Then after church, when finished the church, they invited me, let's, let's go to the restaurant. I said, no, I have no money. I'm going home. I'm going home. They said, no, no. You don't need money. I pay for you. And, and they start paying, paying my bills or praying for me. Then I was confronted by Jesus' love. And I saw the power of love. I didn't see empty words. I really was confronted by the love of Jesus and I could not reject it. I was loved and my life was transformed. I met people who were moved by compassion and love. And Jesus also was moved by compassion. If we are moved by compassion, my blood brothers, we are going to attract people to Jesus Christ and people will be saved. And we can change our town. We can change our nation through the love of God. And today there are many churches that talk a lot about faith, righteousness, but they are doing anything to the people that I really need it. Or they only use empty words. There are many people around us that who are desperately in need of love. My beloved brothers, there are many people around you. They are lonely. They are not cared for. They have no answers. They have no hope. And you have the answers for them. You don't have to, to walk too far from where you, are, you live to find this kind of people. There are people around you in your neighborhood. Maybe they are thinking to take their own lives, to commit suicide. Oh, if they find someone that will love them. Wow. And this is the purpose of God. And it's what God is waiting for. And we need God's compassion for these people. We need to love these people. Would you like to have God's compassion for the lost? Would you like to have God's compassion for your friends, for your, the bread in the church? 
but there is a price to pay. There is a price. And I know because I am paying this price. I remember years ago, my beloved brothers, I, I started inviting a friend to go to church and he used to live in Clones. And every week I used to go to drive from Monaghan to Clones to pick my friend and to bring him to church. And, and I investing my time, my car, my petrol, my money. But thanks the Lord. And he, and he was Catholic. He was away. And he had no life with God. And he born again. And today he is in the church. Because I invest in his life. And I would like to to ask you, would you like to make a commitment with the Lord to love people? Would you like to share the love of God? We cannot have empty religion, empty confessions. I believe God sent me here today to confront you and his people with the word of God. And we need to repent from our selfishness, selfishness, our personal ambition, and we need to be motivated by, the, by his love and his compassion. Can I pray for you? And let's pray together, please. Dear Lord, forgive the sin of your church. Forgive our ambition. Lord, we want to love as Jesus loved us. And no one can stop me from loving them. And I want to obey the law of freedom, Lord. Lord, no matter what it takes, fill my heart, fill my brothers and sister hearts with your love and compassion. We don't want to be superficial. We don't want to be just a church goers, Lord. Lord, we want to bring you joy to your heart. You, I want you to be satisfied with me, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be a church that loves everyone, Lord. And to, to live a great and good life with you and to go into a deeper places with you, Lord. Lord, I decide I'm going to love my brothers and sisters, my neighbors. I'm going to touch people's heart through the love of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And everybody say, Amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless and keep you and see you next, next week.